Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. everybody and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Entrepreneurs Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Marissa Morgan, and I'm so excited to have you join me for today's show because our guest is going to teach us how to be relevant, which is a big thing in today's world because the world is ever-changing. We know that Digital marketing continues to change the way that we do business. And the most important thing that we're looking to achieve is, is to not be ignored, right? To be acknowledged, to be relevant, to turn our, to convert our, our, um, our leads into clients and, and loyal customers. So I'm very excited to welcome our guest here in just a few minutes to today's show. Our topic again, how radical relevance will take your business to the next level in 2021 and beyond. Our guest will be here in just a moment, but before I get to introducing our guest, I want to welcome you to today's show. And on behalf of the whole team at Engage, we're really excited to have you, and we're really excited to continue to spread the word about our cloud-based platform called Engage. Now, our platform provides you and other businesses with over 35 free forever tools to help you grow and scale your business. Tools to help you be relevant, right? And I wanna share with you how you can find out more about our platform, which is called Engage. And you can do that by visiting Engage.com after today's show. That's N-G-A-G-G-E.com. I've put it up there for those of you watching live right now on LinkedIn Live. And if you're listening to the podcast, of course, I'll make sure to spell things out as we go along so that you can certainly visit the websites that we share with you today after today's show. So Engage, N-G-A-G-G-E.com is how you find out more about our cloud-based free forever platform to help you grow and scale your business and most importantly, optimize the customer experience. And as we learn today, learn to be relevant and not ignored, especially when you're trying to convert those customers into nice, loyal customers. Now, one thing I also want to share is a great way to be relevant in today's world, especially in the area of digital marketing, is online. It's to have a website that's engaging, right? It's to create content that we're doing here in front of you. And one of the ways that you can create content is something like this, a live stream or a podcast. Now, if you want help to produce your own live stream or podcast, maybe you've been thinking about doing it, you don't know how, we can help you. We launched a program called Engage Live just a few months ago. It's really taken off. We've got so many amazing clients whom we're helping either produce their live stream or podcast for them or we're teaching people how to do it themselves. So we have two different ways that we can help you launch your own podcast or live stream. We have a do it for you method, and we also have a teach you how to do it method as well. You can find out more about that program called Engage Live at EngageLive.com. 
N-G-A-G-G-E-L-I-V-E.com. Okay, without further ado, I want to share with you uh, today's guest because today's guest is joining us from Annapolis, Maryland. His name is Bill Cates, and he's here to teach us how radical relevance can take our business to the next level. Now, if you don't know who Bill Cates is, you need to. Bill Cates has been an entrepreneur for about 40 years, which is uh, which basically makes him the perfect guest to have on our show because this, this series right now, which is about three months long, really has a focus of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship. So we're excited that he's got about 40 years of entrepreneurial experience to share with us for today's show. He started, built, and sold two successful book publishing companies. And after, after the sale of his second publishing company, Bill has really devoted the last 25 years to the art and science of relationship marketing. He has three books on the topic of referrals. One is called Get More Referrals Now. I like how blunt and to the point you are there, Bill, right? Let's do it. Let's get more referrals now. How about Don't Keep Me a Secret and also Beyond Referrals? As the founder of the Cates Academy for Relationship Marketing, Bill has become widely recognized as an international expert in his ability to help businesses create exponential growth through purposeful word of mouth, strategic network networking, referrals, and personal introductions. I think today what we're going to learn is the art of personal introductions is not dead despite the changes in the digital marketing era that we're going through. Bill has now turned his attention to helping businesses and professionals develop and communicate more relevant and compelling value propositions to win more ideal clients or customers. His newest book is Radical Relevance, Sharpen Your Marketing Message, Cut Through the Noise, Win More Ideal Clients, and he's here today to share how Radical Relevance, which is the topic of his recent book, can help take your business to the next level now and beyond. Bill, thank you so much for joining us from Annapolis, Maryland, and being today's guest expert. Well, thank you, Marissa. And just so we're very clear, uh, not Bill Gates, <laughs> Bill Cates with a C. I, I missed it by one letter, uh, many billions of brain cells. Uh, but look, Bill Gates has a lot of money, and now he's trying to give it away strategically. Good for him. Uh, I'm here to help you make a lot of money. I hope that sounds good to you. <laughs> I love that because you know what? One of the questions that we used to ask our guests when we started our show, and I'm happy to ask you, we kind of went away from asking because we found that the answer was always the same, but we started asking our guests, Bill, what is the main thing that your clients are asking for you to help solve? And mm -hmm. so many of our guests in a roundabout way said it's either more money more referrals, more leads, more customers, more clients, ultimately more dollars, right? Have you found that to be the case for your clients coming well, to you? Ultimately? Well, yeah, I, I, it, yeah, it's probably two things. It's, it's uh, how do I get in front of more of the right people, right? That's, that's one of the biggest challenges. And they say to me, if you can just get me in front of more of the right people, then I'm good from there. <laughs> and we know it's tough to reach people. The thing about digital marketing, for sure, we know is that uh, the, the good side is made it's, it's made it easier to get messages out there. It's, it's made it easier to get our message 
hopefully to people, but the downside is because it's so easy in some ways, it actually become hard, become hard because it's so many people are doing it, right? If there's a marketing message overload. So it's get me in front of the right people. The other uh, thing that people come to me a lot, and sometimes they don't realize it until we talk, is help me solve the right problem for my market. Help me solve a critical problem. The mistake I found that a lot of people make in marketing is they don't look at solving critical problems, problems that need to be solved by your prospects as opposed to aspirational problems, nice to solve, but don't necessarily need to be solved. And we can get into more detail on that if you want, but that's, that's something that's very important. People will move heaven and earth to solve a critical problem. They're bleeding money, they're missing opportunities, and it's painful, and or, and or there's a deadline associated to it versus aspirational. So those are two main things. And it makes sense. And I like that you brought up that because digital marketing is making it easier, easier in a way for us to reach our prospects, more people are, are learning that they have to be a part of this, what we're calling this digital era, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and some things are easier, but mm -hmm. as you mentioned, some things are harder. It's, it's almost harder to stand out now because there's so many different ways to be in the digital marketing world and have that right. a part of your strategic plan, right. Right. but you have to make sure that you're doing it right in order to stand out. Yeah. It, it, if you're not careful, you're just part of the noise. 100%. And, and, and we'll talk about that. That's all about relevance. Relevance is, is, has always been important, right? From the, the day that someone tried to market or sell something to somebody else, right? I will trade you this stick for that chicken. Well, I don't want a stick. Okay. Right. It's got to be relevant. That's always been important. And I think as you acknowledge, it's probably even more important now, especially coming out of COVID, knock on wood, coming out of COVID. Hmm. Um, knocking. Right. <laughs> oh, we're knocking hard, actually. <laughs> yeah. Knocking my head is because it's wooden. But yeah, I mean, it's it's always important. I think it's a little more important now. And, and people often struggle with it. How do I become more relevant, et cetera? I agree. I agree. Well, that's why you're here today. We're mm -hmm. really excited to have you joining us live. I always like to take a moment at the beginning of our shows, Bill, and invite you, the audience, to join us. I'm seeing the numbers creep, creep up on LinkedIn Live. We are live right now on LinkedIn Live, YouTube, and Facebook. And if you're listening to this now on the podcast replay, our shows are always live. If you're catching us on the replay, you can always email in any questions you have for our guests and we'll bubble them up to Bill. It'll, you know, whenever you email them to us. Happy but to if that. you're watching right now live and you want to drop in and say hi, let us know where you're viewing from. I see Nora is watching. Nora, let us know where you're joining us from. I'm live right now from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Bill is in Annapolis, Maryland. We are a global show. We have viewers who join us weekly from all across the world. So drop us a comment in the comment section below. Let us know where you're joining us from. And I want to invite you at any point during our show, if you are thinking of a question or something pops in your mind or you're unclear about maybe a point that we've made, drop us a comment or a question in the comment section below. We'd love to bubble your questions up to our guest, Bill during the live show. I mean, hey, you've got an expert here live wanting to help you. Oh my gosh, the numbers are creeping up. So thank you all so much for joining us. Please let us know where you're viewing from and drop any comments or questions in the comment section below. And also, Bill, I just shared the live stream to my LinkedIn page. 
we're all talking about how to be relevant. And one of the things to be relevant is creating engagement, right? On our, on our pages and on our network. So I always like to mention to the audience, hey, a great way to get engagement on your LinkedIn page is just to share really great relevant stuff. And this show is relevant. It's really this great continuing educational piece that we're doing every single week. So a great way to get engagement on your LinkedIn page is just to go down to the bottom of the show. You'll see a little white arrow and you can actually share the show live to your LinkedIn page too. So for those of you watching, share our show to your page, get some more engagement and comments on your own page as well. Great way to just show your network that you're working on being relevant. So, you know, Mercy, you made me think of something as you were saying yeah. that, because uh, so the focus, we have two prong focus today, right? We have digital marketing and and we'll get into some non-digital things a little bit, too. Uh, but then we also have relevance and being relevant. And sometimes they don't always work together. In other words, sometimes people hide behind the digital side of things. They hide Ooh. behind email. They hide behind LinkedIn messaging because they don't want to get on the phone and talk to someone or, or, or do something more personalized. They don't want to respond to questions. They, they don't want to have, you know, take questions like you do and, and heck, you know, we're going to, you're going to record this, you're going to post a recording and you're still going to send questions to me, which I think is great. And that's about engagement and relevance, right? We, so we've Mm got to be careful that it, that we can't, just make everything so digital and automated and everything where we're not in touch with our prospects and clients in a meaningful way because then we start to lose the relevance and we, and we lose the engagement of course and then we may lose them so just i agree thought. and i want to compliment you bill because as a co-producer of this show i talk obviously with guests leading up to every show And we work on deciding on our topic for the show. I work on my interview questions. We go back and forth a little bit, even just deciding on a date and time that works for our guests. And I have a different experience with every guest. Mm. Uh, Some guests email me back right away and are very much available during that process. And then some guests are really hard to track down, right? (laughs) And this is almost just like, you know, it takes different personalities to make the world go round, but... I've already experienced this firsthand in this digital marketing world that so many people, just like you said, Bill, they rely solely on the email and maybe they only check their email twice a day or, you know, they they kind of hide behind the computer, which can be very frustrating. Imagine for me as a co-producer trying to lock in dates and times and and really make sure that I communicate with the, the guest. But imagine a customer and how they feel when they're trying to engage with a company or a brand, or they're trying to get help and, and, and troubleshoot something. Imagine when you don't optimize the customer experience and you hide behind digital marketing and you're a company. Imagine how the customer feels. So, well, I think- you know, I mean, everyone in this call has probably said, uh, get me to a human, <laughs> please. Right, right. <laughs> Even if it's a digital chat person as opposed to the phone, you know, or Zoom, just get me to a person. Anyway, I agree. I agree. Well, I want to compliment you because you were always very easy to contact and you always responded to my emails very efficiently. When you did, I was almost like, hey, Bill, like, what's up? I knew you were right on the other side of the computer versus where is this person? So you were very relevant to me during our show producing process. Well, you know, when you're in front of your computer all the time, like I am, it's a little easier to be too. Right. But you also practice what you preach, which is important. 
I want to say hello to Abdul, who is joining us and just simply says hello. And he drops some information. He lives in the digital marketing space and he offers help in all sorts of digital marketing um, areas. So thank you so much for joining us, Abdul. And again, hello to Nora, who's joining us as well. All right, Bill, for those of you watching and for our audience, I always like to pop up at the start of a sh our show an outline so everybody can see where we're gonna work through our talk today. Good. Might also help you if you have any questions that you uh, have on the brain that you'd like to ask Bill. So let me pop this up for those of you watching live and I'll read through it for those of you listening on the replay. So today we're talking about how radical relevance, which is the topic of Bill's most recent book, will take your business to the next level. So we'll start our talk with Bill talking simply about what radical relevance is. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's a topic that's that Bill feels strongly about. He wrote a whole book about it. So we'll learn a little bit more about the concept itself. Then we'll get a little bit into some of the rules of radical relevance. And if you read Bill's book, he's got a lot of rules. We'll have him kind of pick and choose a few that he'd like to share with us. And maybe we can go into some examples of how to use them and and then we'll talk into strategic versus tactical relevance. Where do those two things fall under the concept? What's the difference between them? And um, I, of course, coming to us from Engage, which is this digital marketing platform, Bill, I will probably ask you lots of questions about how radical relevance plays into digital marketing. Mm -hmm. Maybe talk a little bit about maybe email, websites, things like that, and how you've seen kind of your concept evolve, you know, as digital marketing has become a uh, really just a way of life for all mm -hmm. businesses. Mm -hmm. So Bill, let's start off our talk though, simply with exploring what, what radical relevance is, because it's the concept of your book. It's uh, obviously a, a concept that you think was important enough to write a book about. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more just about what you mean when you say radical relevance. What is this as a concept? Sure. A couple couple ways to think of it. First of all, I'll, I'll pick up a copy of the book because that's what authors you know, are supposed to do in these situations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but really, the subtitle kind of says it all. It's, it's like sharpen your marketing message, cut through the noise, win more clients. So... Uh, a, a lot of what radical relevance is about is having the exact right message for the right person delivered at the right time through the right medium, right? All, all of, all of those, the right, 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 right. And, and those are classic marketing, um, you know, questions they ask and methodologies, but a lot of people, especially younger folks who haven't been trained in this, don't always think about, you know, is it the right message to the right person at the right time through the right medium? And so then they wonder why their message didn't work, didn't get through, why people didn't respond. Well, you can usually look at one of those things and think, okay, maybe we didn't send it at the right time. Maybe, you know, maybe the timing was off. Maybe we got our list mixed up and we're trying to do too many people with one message and all of that. So that's a big part of it. And underneath that, the, uh, girding that, if you will, is uh, an incredible, uh, deep and relentless passion for getting to know your customers or clients. It, it has to start with that. It has to start with truly knowing these people, because if you don't truly know these people, how can you really have a relevant message? We can guess, we can make educated guesses and, and we always do, right? We're doing that all the time with things, but 
if we don't aren't really crystal clear on who we're trying to serve and what their needs are and what their critical problems are and what they aspire to, then our messaging will never be as relevant as it needs to be. And you mentioned this a little bit in the intro. If it's not relevant, you'll be ignored. And if it's not compelling, you won't move them forward. You'll be forgotten quickly. So that's kind of the essence of, of the book and the topic. Well, and it makes sense to me because one thing that we talk about in terms of how things are different today versus mm -hmm. let's just say 50 years ago, mm -hmm. today our customers have endless choices. Mm -hmm. They also have so many different choices that are easy to access thanks to the internet, the mm -hmm. worldwide web. Mm -hmm. um, so cutting through the noise has to be a huge um, I want to say it just has to be one of the top things, right? You have to like on your list of in my perfect world, what do I want, right? As, <laughs> right. as, a, as a brand, as a company, because if you put a ton of effort into marketing campaigns, you put a ton of effort into your messaging, into your, you know, logo, into where you're going to be only to find out that no one's seeing it. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well then, you know, you didn't accomplish anything. So Cutting through the noise seems to me like it it's probably one of the number one things or problems or you know issues that, yeah, that brands yeah. and, and businesses and especially entrepreneurs are facing because there's so much out there in the world of digital. Well, it's marketing. been it's been estimated that the average person receives three thousand marketing messages a day. Now I don't know how they came up with that. And I guess it depends on the day and what you're looking at. If you're walking through the airport, you're seeing a lot more as the somewhere else. Nonetheless, mm -hmm. marketing message overload, right? We mm -hmm. all get marketing messages over. We, we, we all get messages that clearly the people sending us the message have no idea who we are. Right. Right. And so it, most of the time I just block those people for future. Sometimes I'll get back to them and I'll, you know, I'll have, I'll be in a moment where I feel like ranting a little bit <laughs> and say, especially in LinkedIn, when people, you know, it's clearly a copy and paste message, right? Oh gosh. I yeah. get those all the time. Well, we all do. And, and oh. a lot of people listening are doing it and I do it, but I do it differently. When I do a copy paste in an email or a LinkedIn, because I want to reach a lot of people quickly. Mm -hmm. um, we have a new podcast coming out and I know that I'm going to have to reach a ton of people. So I can't just type a new message every single time. So I'm going to have a core message, but I'm going to, you know, greet the person. I'm going to say, Hey, you know, you know, how the kids did they win the soccer tournament? You know, are you, you know, still got your puppy dog, whatever, you know, I'm going to personalize it. And all right. So that's someone I know, but if it's not someone I know, then I'm going to look at their LinkedIn profile. I'm going to see what school they go to. What, who else are they following? You know, what video did they post? What did someone say about them in a recommendation? Just 30 seconds. Right. And when people do that for me, I will give them the time of day. I will read their message. I will often click on the link. Now, if it's continues to be relevant, then I'll stay with it. If it isn't, I won't, but they've earned a little bit of my attention by personalizing the message and it, it's it's one will say well i don't have the time no you better take the time or nobody's going to pay attention so you're better off sending 50 personalized than 100 non-personalized it, it goes back to that old rule which is still 
relevant. I feel like we should have a, a drinking game, except it's, you know, 10 a.m. where I am. So we're going to do coffee. Okay. Um, anytime I've we say got relevant, water, but uh, there you okay. go. Anytime yeah. we say relevant, have a sip. Um, but it goes back to that, you know, concept quality over quantity, which, yes. you know, it's, it's old fashioned, but I think it, it, it's one of those things. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Take the time to get to know your your client, your prospect, your customer, because they will recognize that, especially in a day and age where we're all constantly bombarded, like you said, by messaging, by spam, by yeah. auto-generate, by bots. It's it's pretty frustrating so that mm -hmm. when you do get something personalized, it's almost like, oh, wow, this person actually cares yeah. about me. They actually read my blog. They actually saw a video. They actually something, right? Anyway, continue. Well, on. you know, hey, case in point, <laughs> when I asked you to come on the show, I hadn't read your book yet. And the first thing you said was, would you like a copy of my book? And I said, of course. So right then and there, it's um, let's connect, but let's connect in a way that makes, you know, your customer, yeah, your client, yeah. your guest feel connected to you. Sure, sure. So obviously you think this is incredibly important. You've written this book about it. And as you go through the book, mm -hmm. you give tons of rules, right? Of mm -hmm. radical relevance. Mm -hmm. Let's just, um, let's just go through maybe your top, let's say three rules that, okay. you know, this is okay. kind of a show geared towards entrepreneurs, rules that entrepreneurs can really take away. Um, cause we're really proud to offer our audience. We want actionable insights, takeaways, sure. things that they can do, whether they do it themselves or they hire somebody to do it, something mm -hmm. they can do after the show. So let's just talk about maybe your top three rules that you think can be actionable takeaways for our sure. audience. Yeah. And I actually have the 17 rules of radical relevance listed in one local place. So I always like to remind myself what are the top three I like to share. And the first one, uh, since I, I came from a world of teaching people how to create more referrals, more introductions. Mm -hmm. Rule number one has to be that the straightest line, the quickest way to become relevant with someone who doesn't know you is to be introduced to that person by someone they know and trust. So uh, the, the, the introduction could be digital, but it's kind of an analog activity, right? We've got to get introduced. If we get introduced to someone we trust, then we'll pay attention, mm. right? It's instant relevance. Uh, now, we have to continue that that using that borrowed trust to stay relevant uh, and get that person to respond. But nonetheless, we, that's how we get a foot in the door. That's how we cut through the noise is through referrals, personal introductions. Uh, and actually, number two um, is give your client or customer a seat at the table. And what I mean by that is, generally speaking, we should never develop any marketing programs, any sales copy, uh, really anything without running it by some of our customers. Now we're not gonna run everything by every customer. I get that, 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 that would be hard. But when we're developing some new things, when we're in the early stages of conceptualizing, we've gotta to talk to some of our clients or customers because we've gotta make sure it truly is relevant to them. And here's what happens. When we do this, we learn so much. I can't tell you how many great ideas and phrases I've gotten, people I coach and consult with. And when I speak at events, people come up to me and, and the ideas that they get. Let me give you two examples. So first one is for me with uh, a guy named Michael Schmitz in San Mateo, California. I was having a conversation with him. He says, you know, Bill, I tell people that you, I say, Bill Cates makes referrals as natural as breathing, asking for referrals as natural as breathing. 
And they go, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty nice. I wouldn't think of saying that. My, my client said that. And I said, Michael, can I use that? I'll quote you. And he said, sure. So we quote him quite often, have his photograph next to it and all that, right? So uh, that's something I got from a, a client. I was uh, coaching a couple of clients, financial professionals, and they had uh, a client say to them, you know, guys, you, you guys have helped me start to reach some of my dreams. You guys are the dream makers. And they go, wow, that's great. We like that. We never would have thought of saying it that way, right? So giving your clients a seat at the table, sometimes you get those extra special surprises of them saying things to you that you wouldn't expect. And then the final one real quick, and we can chat about them uh, on number five is only differences that matter, matter. And what I mean by that is there's all this talk, you know, among marketers and salespeople, what makes you different? What makes you different? What makes you different? Well, yeah, that can be helpful. Sometimes if people are comparing uh, us against someone else, being different is important. But what we use to communicate our differentiation, if it's not relevant to the people, if it's not super relevant, radically relevant to those folks, it doesn't matter. So sometimes we have to come up with two or three or four different things that make us a little bit different and then pick and choose the right ones to share with the right person. So it actually matters to them. If we just have something that we think is cool and it's different, by the way, most of what people come up with is what makes them different are not differentiators. We care about our customers. We create customized solutions. You know, we get to know you before we make recommendations, all the various things that people say. And look, I'm not saying don't talk about those things. Those are important things to talk about, but they're not differentiators. Right. If 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 you want to actually truly differentiate yourself, then you've got to make sure you come up with the right items for for whoever you're delivering a message to at that time. And with what you just said about the differentiators, I also think that customers are smarter now. We oh, recognize yeah. when what a business thinks is a differentiator, right? That they're putting out. Mm-hmm. We see it almost as just manufactured garbage it's right a, like we're a platitude it, it's either a platitude yes or you know there for a long time some marketers some consultants some you know folks that sit in my seat that teach others how to do what they do uh have have um advocated making these big grandiose claims put a big claim out there right and that'll separate you from everyone else because you put a big claim out there Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with that. If people, number one, internally don't think they could ever achieve that, then there's a disconnect. Or if it looks too big or too good to be true, then there becomes a disconnect. So you got to be careful about putting that claim. Rather than putting out this humongous claim, put out a claim that you know your clients really want and aspire to. Mm-hmm. Make it relevant. Don't make it just some generic. We're going to 10x your business. Well, actually, you know, I'm in a stage in my business. I don't really want a 10 exit anymore, right? I want a minus one exit right now. I'm actually slowing down a little bit. Okay, so maybe you don't want to attract me. I get that. Uh, the, the one thing about messaging, as we know, is that whatever you put out there will attract the people who are interested in that and repel the people who aren't. And generally, that's okay. Generally, mm-hmm. we want to repel the people that aren't a good fit for us. 
and repel is kind of a strong word, but that's, that's essentially what we want to do. They, you know, let someone else serve them. They're good people. Fine. Let someone else serve them. Not us. Doesn't fit our business model. So, so let's go back then. So the top three are, are three of your favorites. The first one is the introduction mm -hmm. by somebody, um, a, a mutual connection, mm -hmm. uh, really who is trusted or, right. you know, right. being introduced by somebody in the same circle. Right. And I think about how that is something that works on a personal level and also a business level, but it's even something that we actually do at Engage when mm -hmm. we get referrals from guests, right? For other people to be on our show as mm -hmm. guest experts. I know firsthand how good it feels as the co-producer of our live stream to reach out to somebody and say, hey, so-and-so. Bill Cates was a guest on our show, and he thinks you would be a wonderful guest expert on the topic of A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. What do you think about connecting, you know, on a Zoom to talk about coming on our show? It feels so good when you have that referral because oh, yeah. you know that it's, uh, you know that it's not, you're not cold calling that person. That 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 reach out, that uh, connection is founded in something real, right? right. Um, and it, it, I immediately feel relevant when I do that. So that makes sense. As yeah, it, it's it's what we're doing there is we're leveraging the borrowed trust borrowed that trust. exists, right. right? And um, so you're you're talking about um, a situation where someone said, you know, call so and so, mm -hmm. use my name, warm it up that way, and sometimes that's fine. Sometimes that's that's enough. Uh, it isn't always enough though. So these days we're really focused on the word introductions. I mean, I say the word referrals a lot, but if you're in front of a prospect or a client or a center of influence, another guest, what you really want is an introduction, right? You mm -hmm. probably would prefer, Marissa, for me to introduce you to someone. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm going to introduce you to someone named Meredith, so we'll use her name. And I'll say, you know, uh, Marissa Morgan, meet Meredith Elliott Powell, right? Here's a little bit about Meredith. Here's a little bit about Marissa for each other. I call it a, an email handshake, right? Where I'm introducing you with an email and that's even better, easier, more relevant, more compelling. And, yeah. you know, if someone, even if they're not sure they want to meet you, but they like and trust me just out of respect for the relationship, relationship with me, they're going to acknowledge and, and probably spend some time with you. Right. So Absolutely. let's think in terms of not just referrals, but introductions. And if, if I can, uh, just for a second, uh, long before there was the internet, uh, which I, I was alive before then. I know it's hard to, to imagine this. I look so youthful, but nonetheless, <laughs> long before there was, you know, long before there was the telephone, long before there was the telegraph, when someone went from town to town to town, trying to do business in that other town, they would do what? They'd bring a letter of introduction, right? Mm. That well-respected business person or whatever in town A would write a letter endorsing this person. And he, I would say he or she, but back then it was mostly he, unfortunately, uh, would present it to this person and they'd read the letter. Oh, you're affiliated or you're vouched for by so-and-so, okay come in, right? You've got your foot in my door and I will pay attention to you. So this is, this is age old getting introduced, right? 
Now, has it changed a little bit in the digital world? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe now we do a digital introduction, mm -hmm. right? Uh, mm -hmm. Although in-person introductions are great. Uh, but nonetheless, it, this is something that should permeate every business at all times, as far as I'm concerned. Well, and I really think, too, this can be even more effective now in the digital world because look at all the changes that we've gone through as a result of the, the recent COVID pandemic. Mm -hmm. So many people are not able to even have that human interaction. True. So if you are sitting in your off home office somewhere working remote, somebody else is sitting in their home office working remote, the chances of being in the same social setting now is even less than it ever was before. So I would say the digital handshake is even more effective now because this is this new way that we're operating. This is this new remote world that we're operating. Yeah. In. And I, I would add the zoom handshake. So, uh, I've been introduced several times over the last couple of months by a specific colleague of mine who wants to introduce me to other people in his world. And what he's doing, he's doing a three-way zoom. Nice. Right. And he's yeah. saying, Bill, meet Marissa, Marissa, meet Bill. Here's why I'm putting the two of you together. Here's what I like, admire about Bill. What I like about Marissa, you guys should talk, you know, now the first time he did it, uh, I didn't realize he was going to leave the zoom. Oh, shoot. I thought he was <laughs> going to facilitate the conversation. You know, Bill, yeah. talk, tell George about this and George tell Bill about that. Right. But he left. And I'm, so I'm on the call, the zoom call, this guy go, well, okay. I didn't realize he was going to leave, but oh, my uh, goodness. here's what I do. And you know, yeah. here's who I help. And <laughs> the next time I was ready for it though. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like, could you imagine too, with your joke about Bill Gates, someone being like, oh, I thought it was Bill Gates you were introducing me oh, to. Oh yeah, I get that you all know, the time. Bill Gates looks a little different. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Well, no, this makes total sense. And, and, and this is a great way. I wonder though, you know what I start thinking? I start thinking about, yes, through LinkedIn, I, I think that we can do this digital handshake. Mm-hmm. I start to think about the different platforms and, and where we can like use it and how we change it for digital marketing. So I feel like through LinkedIn, we can do this LinkedIn handshake. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe through Facebook, maybe if you have like a, a B2C thing, I don't know. I think through Facebook, it's pretty easy to connect. Oh yeah. yeah but then yeah. we have also have like all these other apps like TikTok, Instagram, um, I guess Instagram's pretty easy to connect. I don't know about TikTok, but my yeah, brain just not, starts going like because there's so many different ways to connect now. There is. And and we have to really what we want to use is is whatever technology, whatever platform is the one that's going to work the best for the people involved. Right. So right. Um, if it's typically in a B2B kind of world. It's probably going to be an email, could possibly be a LinkedIn, you know, introduction in that regard. Mm -hmm. uh, on the other hand, if it's a different kind of world and maybe a younger demographic, all right, you know, may, maybe you were getting in, you know, a lot of people are getting introduced by text these days for sure. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and yeah, the, the other technologies can be used as well. The key is just making sure that it, it gets through and people pay attention to it. That's all. Uh, right. My philosophy is this, if, if it's legal, ethical, and moral, and it produces good results for people, then do it. Forget what all the other people say. As long as it's working, then, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've said, well, don't do this and don't do this. And that's old. And, and then people come up to me at the break after a talk, right? Or whatever they say, well, I do that and it works. I go, well, keep doing it. You know, if it's working, it's working. That's all that matters. 
Let's talk more about the idea of providing a seat at the table mm, for, okay. for your customer or your client. Mm, sure. And one of the examples you used, which I think is brilliant, is perhaps using the words of a testimonial, the words of a compliment from mm -hmm. a customer mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, highlighting that in some way and giving credit back to that customer or that client. That's a great way to, you know, shine a light of appreciation on that customer, but also at the same time or that client also at the same time, obviously shine a light on what you have yeah. achieved. That's a great example. Yeah. And I mean, that falls into the category, of course, of social proof and social proof has always been with us. It's always been important. And uh, I think it's also more important now than ever before. Why? Because there's so much noise in the marketplace. There's so many choices. You know, how do, how do we decide which way to go? Well, sometimes if, if someone else who maybe were in our shoes and they were thinking about, you know, working with that that company, uh, vouches for the company. Well, that's sometimes that's what it takes. Um, a referral is a form or introduction is a form of social proof, probably one of the highest. Uh, testimonials, certainly a form. Uh, by the way, with testimonials, please don't put HG Nashville. Put ah. a photograph, put the first name, put the last name, put the city. Put the photo right now. You got to be careful. They may not, they may want to be anonymous. Okay, I get it. But generally speaking, make the testimonials as personalized and relevant as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, there are very few testimonials on the things that I do that don't have a photograph. I must all have a photograph, always the full name. Uh, and of course, we're getting a lot of video testimonials these days, and those are yeah. often preferred. But when you do use video testimonials, like on a website or a sales page, make sure that you do an excerpt of that. This is now we're getting into uh, tactical relevance. Make sure you take an excerpt of that video testimonial and use it in the thumbnail or put it above, you know, the, the graphic, because they don't always click on the testimonial to watch it. But mm -hmm. if there's some great statement that's said in that 30 second testimonial, they may very well read it very quickly as they're scanning a page. So, you know, we want to give it to them in slightly different ways. So that's that's all in the the realm of, of uh, social proof photographs of real clients, real customers on your website versus clip art. Again, another way to demonstrate social proof because these are real people, not just people you know photographed in the studio. So, giving giving your clients a seat at the table, the testimonials and the neat phrases is kind of the byproduct of that. But what we're doing that for is to make sure our messages are on on online, making sure they're they're right, they're relevant to those folks. Uh, and again, they'll. They'll correct us. They'll help us understand. And and don't just do it with one, right? You say to one customer and they go, no, I don't like that. Well, don't change everything because one person doesn't like it, right? Get get a few. And, you know, some companies like to have uh, strategic, you know, boards that they work with. Mm -hmm. What you really want to do is nurture enough relationships with enough of your clients or customers that, you know, they, they love it when you go to them from time to time for feedback. They feel like, uh, you know, they're part of your business a little bit. And some people love that sort of thing. Well, I can speak from experience too. Our platform Engage has been, um, it's really been evolving mm -hmm. this first mm -hmm. year that we've put it out to the public because mm -hmm. we have welcomed feedback from our subscribers 
on what works and what doesn't work? And is there a feature that you are looking to have, right, in your suite of tools that you don't see on our platform? And I can't tell you how many subscribers have actually emailed us, hey, I'm loving this feature, but I would love it if you had this kind of a button or this yeah. kind of a notification. Yeah. And it's all these little things that have helped our company continue to change our, our interface, change the platform to be, you know, more easily utilized and also have all the features that our subscribers want. So yeah. Yeah. I think that has helped us also build a loyal, you know, customer subscriber base, because like you said, Bill, when you ask for feedback, you ask for input, customers feel appreciated. They feel like they are part of part of your team, really. And that excites them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. So good. Let's talk a little bit about strategic versus tactical relevance mm-hmm. and the difference between those two things, which you, you know, really get into discussions in your book about right. what is strategic relevance versus tactical Sure. So uh, the best way to think about it is strategic relevance are the big decisions, the strategies, the big decisions we need to make around our business and continually revisit from time to time. Uh, they don't usually change quickly. And that is essentially our target market. What is, who is our target market? Uh, what are the big problems that we're, we're solving? Uh, how are we going to reach that market? Uh, sometimes differentiation, what makes us different. These are the big decisions we need to make. Um, our target market, how do we go to the target market? Uh, you know, what are the problems we're solving, et cetera. So that's kind of the strategic stuff. Uh, now it can change and it probably does evolve over time for most businesses, uh, but it doesn't usually change quickly. And then there, the tactical are, are the little things like like I expressed with the, uh, the testimonials, right? Where you extract a piece of a video testimonial and you put it in words so it's relevant and people see it. Let me give you one of the best ways to think about it is differentiation. So yeah, the differentiation is a strategic decision and we're gonna look at some different ways to differentiate it, but how you communicate that becomes tactical, right? So how you communicate what makes you different becomes tactical. So let me give you a formula. I I just love this formula. I did not invent this formula. I have a chapter in a book on this formula, but I learned about it from Karen Kopp, who wrote a great uh, B2B uh, book called BizDev, Business Development, BizDev Done Right, Karen Kopp, K-O-P-P. And um, so it's her differentiation formula. And essentially it goes like this. Anyone can only we can, for example, anyone can, or most people can, uh, only we can, or very few can, for example. And that for example part is very, very important. Big believer that when we're communicating our value proposition, when we're getting into what I call our value positioning statement, some people call it elevator pitch, whatever you want to call it. When we get into that, it's very important that we think in terms of, for example, Because whatever we just said, people may get it, may not. Hopefully they do. If it's good, they're going to kind of get it. But it may not be enough meat on the bones. And we got to give an example. And that's where it comes to life and becomes real for people. So 
you know, can you say I, that one more time, Bill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I'll give you an I got example. a little smoke coming out of my ears. I'm loving this. I'm like, <laughs> well, and I'll give you an example. So, yeah. uh, anyone can, only we can, for example. So, and it doesn't have to be, you know, absolute like that. It could be most people, right? So, for instance, most financial advisors can provide you with a financial plan. That's not hard to find these days. Okay. And while we do that, we're one of the few that focuses on your industry. So we understand the challenges and the opportunities in your industry in ways that other folks don't, for example, right? And then I give a very specific example of how our knowingness about their industry saved the money, made the money, well, financial advisors can't promise making money, but nonetheless, you get the idea. Right. Ooh, I so, want to practice this. I feel like this is a good exercise, actually. Mm -hmm. So let me pretend then I'm a like a tax preparation person. Okay. And I'm going to say, you know, anyone can help you prepare your taxes, your tax return, right? Yeah, I'd probably say almost anyone. Almost anyone. <laughs> because we know that not anyone, but, but let anyway. Me, let me, I, let me change it then. If, let me, okay, so my example is, if you're an actor or an actress, almost anyone can help you prepare your taxes. Okay. Only cool. I, as a certified tax consultant who is also an actress, can help you do it, can help you get more money back because I know the write-offs you're going to have. For example, I right. know that you're going to have $10,000 of fake eyelashes as a write-off because... I, you know, da, 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 but am I, am I kind of like getting this yeah, formula? Yeah. It's like you yeah, you're figure getting, out you're how getting you're the basic idea. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, one could pick it apart for things, but I'm not going to do that. The one <laughs> no, thing for the, uh, the one thing for the, for example, yeah. is I would encourage you to do it in a form of a, a bit of a story. In other words, mm. instead of saying, for example, uh, you probably have, you know, a lot of write-offs and eyelashes and most accountants and CPAs, don't think about that as, as a proper business expense, but it's been proven by, you know, tax code 10 dash three that it actually is. Right. All right. right. That's nice. That's cool. Okay. But what I'd rather uh, have you state is a story. So for example, had a client, my officer speaking to my client just yesterday and she asked me if she could write off her taxes because her CPA or eyelashes because her CPA said she couldn't. And the truth is there's a little known, loophole in the tax code that allowed me to save her, you know, $3,000 off of her taxes, whatever. So Ooh. it's bringing it to life with a bit of a story. Yes. And people remember stories better. They listen to stories better. Um, I call it the one minute case study. So can I give you the formula for the one minute case study? Uh, you can. Yes. Yes. This is tactical relevance. So um, case studies are great. But most case, case studies you see are, are, are long or they're one page or whatever. And those are good, too. Those really have a lot of place. But sometimes when we're talking to someone quickly on a phone or Zoom or we're putting in an email or whatever, we don't have the luxury of a long day case study. So but we can do it in really one, two minutes. And that is essentially there's a character, one of your clients. They're the hero of the story, if you will. They have a problem right? And they have an emotional reaction to the problem, right? So there's a problem in how they feel about it. You, the guide, come in, you help the hero. 
you provide a solution and there's a result to that solution and then they feel a different way as a result of that that's the minute case study you got the the main character they got a problem uh here's how they feel about the problem it's always good to put that emotional component into this here's the solution you brought or here's what the work you did and the solution it created and here's how they felt about it afterwards and that's that's the case study formula but you can actually do that within one to two minutes in writing or in speaking it out. Wonderful. Wonderful. I love how you teach by example. Uh, we have a question from our audience and I want to welcome nice. Marcelo to today's show. He joins us from Brazil. Oh, Marcelo wonderful. has a question for you, Bill. He says, I understand that customer testimonials need to clearly spontaneously mirror the purpose and values of your company offers. Mm -hmm. In your experience, have there been cases where there was a detachment between the testimony and the value delivery? <laughs> <laughs> Marcelo, thank you for the great question. Yeah, obrigado. Um, absolutely, uh, th this happens. Um, and so sometimes you can't use it. Now, if you're collecting it in a format online, Google, whatever, right, where people just write stuff and you can't control that, then there will be some disconnects from time to time. Um, but whenever you have any kind of control, if you will, influence over what that person says, you want to try to use that. So for instance, uh, after I deliver a speaking engagement or, or maybe even a coaching program, I will talk to my client. I will talk about what they liked, what they love, what they found helpful, what, you know, what I could have done better, et cetera. And of course, I'm going to ask for potential introductions, but I'm also going to ask for, uh, permission to craft what they just said in the form of a short statement. Sometimes I say statement. Sometimes I say testimonial. Uh, sometimes I use what my friend Rich used to call a testabolonial. I don't know how <laughs> that translates in Portuguese to in, in Brazil, but, you know, baloney, testabolonial. So in any event, um, yeah, it, so sometimes I'll write the testimonials, uh, sometimes, but I, I do it based on the feedback I've gotten. So I, I'm taking notes when they're telling me about what they like, didn't like. Usually they like it, hopefully. Right. And they said this and they said that. And that's cool. And then I'll give it back to them pretty much in their own words. Some people like to write it themselves. That's fine. Um, but the, with testimonials, the more specific, the better. So the more specific to the work you've done, the result you've produced, uh, the better. In other words, you know, a testimony says, oh, we love working with Marissa Morgan. She's just a delight. Wonderful. Always a great experience. Okay. Well, that's not bad. I mean, that speaks to her personality and, and the quality of experience and perhaps that's good, but wouldn't we rather have, you know, we just love working with Marissa. She, she immediately saw our problem, understood it. In fact, she showed us a couple of problems we were having that we didn't realize that we had. And she, she fixed those for us too. And now we're just, you know, we're, we're, you know, killing it, whatever. So the more specific, the better we want for, for testimonial. So yeah, I mean, sometimes we're going to get things we don't like. I've gotten testimonials, video written that I can't use. Um, usually out of a video, there's something they say that I can put into writing, however. Uh, so just look, there may be a nugget of one sentence that they say in a video testimony that you actually can use in more of a written form. Awesome. That's great. And Marcelo, thank you so much for yeah. that question. Obrigado.
Awesome. He's been, so we've got a group of people that have been tuning in every week for our show. We've named them, we've coined them the original engagers because uh, it's like great. It. They also tend to engage with us, ask questions, comment. Good, so good, Marcelo good. is one of those people. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, listen, I could, I feel like I could talk to you all day, Bill. I really feel like we're just really hitting the tip of the iceberg for today's show on radical relevance. And you've given some really great examples of things that our audience can do right away to, you know, include in their, you know, in their digital marketing plan, especially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really love this idea of this digital handshake or almost mm -hmm. a handoff um, because mm -hmm. it's a simple thing. Um, yes. but and it's it something that, yeah, works. that, that works by yeah. the way, uh, Marcelo is helping us with our Portuguese. He says in Portuguese, Muito obrigado. Muito okay. obrigado. Muito obrigado. Gracias. Wonderful. No, I don't say that. Uh, <laughs> I, I spoke in, <laughs> I spoke in, uh, where did I speak in, um, somewhere in South America. I'm just, I'm losing it cause we're going fast here, but, um, there were, uh, uh some folks from Brazil in that program. And one thing I learned, and I'm going to get this wrong, Marcelo, but it's something like people who speak Portuguese can understand Spanish, but people who speak Spanish can't understand Portuguese. It's a, I find that very interesting. Isn't that interesting? So just on that topic, I understand French and I can read French, but mm -hmm. I'm not as good at writing it. And I think mm -hmm. some languages also have that kind of like reading is more difficult than writing or, or speaking is more difficult. It's just, it's interesting how that I'm works. Sure, I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, um, I actually think that we're having a slight technical error error. So Marcelo, let us know if you can still see us right now on LinkedIn live. Cause something just happened on, um, on mm. my feed, but that, that is okay. I think we got through a lot of, uh, today's topic. So I'm really excited by the way, Marcelo says that it means thank you so much. How do you say it again? Muito obrigado. Muito obrigado. Muito obrigado. And Marcelo, muito obrigado to you for joining us today. <laughs> and thank you for that great question. Uh, Bill, I want to thank you so much for sharing your time with us today and, of course, your insights. Now, let's talk a little bit about speaking of introductions, connecting referrals. Let's just share with our audience how they can connect with you after today's show. And we always encourage our audience first to hit up LinkedIn because that is a great place to connect. Mm -hmm. It's also a great place for our audience to share any questions also they might have for you in a message or a thank you for our show. So do you welcome our audience to connect with you on LinkedIn, Bill? Oh, absolutely. I love it. Uh, mention that we met this way. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I've got some guides I can send to you if you want, just to say thank you for connecting. Absolutely. Not a salesy thing, just to bring in a little more value to your thing. Wonderful. So you can connect with Bill via LinkedIn. And to do that, his spelling for his name, if you're listening on the podcast, is B-I-L-L-C-A-T-E-S. So please connect with Bill Cates. He is a referral and introduction, entrepreneurial uh, relevant, um, relevant, uh, guest expert. And he's been so wonderful today sharing so much of his knowledge and how to not only be relevant, but how to, how to really even adapt in the digital marketing world. Let's talk a little bit about what our audience will find on our first website. We're going to share it's www.referralcoach.com. What can our audience find on that website, Bill? 
Yeah, that's just the essence of what we do, which is helping people multiply their best clients. Um, oh. That's that's the essence of what we do. Yes, we help you cut through the noise mm-hmm. to reach more clients, but the the the, the ultimate goal of cutting through the noise is to reach more people to multiply your best clients. And so, uh, emphasis on best ideal, uh, we call them right fit clients in the book radical relevance. So yeah. And there's a video of me speaking and a few other things. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, and on the website, you can then go look to the resources page, uh, where we have a lot of free resources. We have a blog, uh, podcasts will be live on September 16th. So that'll start to show up too. Great. What's the name of your podcast, Bill? Yeah, it's called top advisor podcast. And, uh, I, I spend a lot of time in the financial services world, not exclusively, but a lot. And so I'm interviewing a lot of top financial advisors, but don't let that deter you from listening. Cause most of the things they talk about, we're not talking about numbers and investments and, mutual funds and annuities we're talking about marketing and selling and and you know uh all the kinds of stuff we talked about here today and just ways they they have done it for their business so uh yeah don't feel like you have to be a financial professional to uh to experience value from it Wonderful. Top Advisor podcast coming out September 16th with Bill Cates. Yes. By the way, I did just get notification from Jennifer. Thank you that there is a sort of glitch on LinkedIn Live right now. So everybody can hear us. They just can't see us. So I am going to make sure to spell things out, which works for the podcast as well. So the first website is going to be www.referralcoach.com. Just how it sounds. R-E-F-E-R-R-A-L. And then coach, C-O-A-C-H dot com. All right. Next website up for sharing, Bill, is www.exponentialgrowthguide.com. What can our audience find on that website, Bill? Yeah, that's a great distillation of a lot of things we've talked about here. Um, It's essentially eight different strategies, all related to multiplying your best clients and having the right, most compelling message. So uh, it's a great summary of what we've talked about. It's something you can share with others. See, there's that little referral thing, right? You mm-hmm. can share it with others in your company or colleagues or others uh, if you find it helpful. But it's the the essence of how to create that exponential growth. And, and how do you create exponential growth? Well, you multiply your best clients, right? Yep. If you serve the heck out of your clients, you should grow incrementally just by virtue of doing a good job for people, some will talk, et cetera. But if you want to create more exponential growth, you have to start to become purposeful around referrals and introductions. And our last website to share, www.radicalrelevancebook.com. My new baby. Yeah. Which so um, is a quick read, by the way. There's a ton of information in it, but Bill, I do want to compliment you. You're a really great writer. Oh, thank um, you. I found your book easy to understand, easy to read. Um, and, and that's important, I think, when we're talking about concepts and and rules and like technical stuff. <laughs> I some I sometimes get frustrated when I read books that are supposed to help me if they frustrate me. So I just want to mm. compliment you. I think you're a great writer, and I think that your book was just a really easy kind of fun read. So your personality came out in there a little bit too. Thank you. I, I, my mother is rolling over in her ashes right now thinking (laughs) her son has actually written books, but nonetheless, uh, so that'll just take you to the homepage for the book. Quick little fun little video there. 
uh, explains what's in the book. You can order it from Amazon. You can order the paperback and the Kindle and the Audible from Amazon. And then there's a link to order the um, super duper uh, hardcover personalized autograph version straight from us. Uh, I can't autograph the ones that come from Amazon, but I can do the ones from. So that's what you'll learn about the book. And I, and by the way, if you do get the book in the first page or two of the book, it talks about the Radical Relevance Toolkit. There's a lot of information that I wanted to put in the book, but if I had done that, the book would have been too big and nobody would read it. And that's not good for anybody. So I've created this toolkit of all this extra information uh, how to build a radically relevant website, how to build a radically relevant LinkedIn profile and all kinds of other tools. And by getting the book, then you get the address to go get your uh, radical relevance toolkit. Wonderful. I just got a question from Jennifer who wants to know where she can see the replay of today's show since she tuned in a little bit late. So I do want to let her know and let all of you know, if you just joined us, you missed the beginning of the show, you can find the replay on our LinkedIn company page. And our LinkedIn company page is going to be Engage, and that's a company page, N-G-A-G-G-E. And you can look for the rainbow cog. Looks like a little rainbow colored cog. Connect with us there. Follow our company page, N-G-A-G-G-E. We will have Bill's show on replay periodically on our page. But most importantly, and I think, Jennifer, this is going to be the best option for you, you can visit Engage.com. N-G-A-G-G-E dot com forward slash live dash show dash library. I just put it in the comment section. Uh, again, engage.com forward slash live dash show dash library. Bill's show will be there in about two to three days, uh, maybe sooner, but I like to say just, just to be on the safe side, two to three days, and his show will be in a one in wonderful company. We've had really amazing and insightful and impressive guest experts on our show. So Bill's show will live there probably starting Monday. And you can go there not only to watch the replay, but if you want to connect with the guest, you'll also be able to connect with them on LinkedIn there as well. So Jennifer, thank you for asking. And that is where you can find Bill's show on replay starting Monday as well. Bill, it has been so wonderful to have you join us today. I wish we had more time. And for those of you watching live right now, I'm sorry that LinkedIn seemed to have had a glitch and you can right now only hear us, not see us, but we're giving you the podcast experience right now through LinkedIn Live. <laughs> well, Marissa, uh, you're the clearly the attractive one of this couple. Um I personally have a face for radio, so they're just, it's just as well, you know. It's, oh, please. For, well, I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> I appreciate it. And you know what? Like I said, I thought you looked better than your pictures. So maybe you've got the <laughs> fountain of youth over there and in Maryland. Hey, listen, normally I say goodbye to our guests for the engaged news of the week, but let me just hit our engaged news of this week quickly. And maybe, Bill, you want to chime in and let me know what your thoughts might be, if that's mm. okay, on our engaged news of the week. Yeah, sure. So, this week, our Engage News of the Week is TikTok. Listen to this. Through TikTok, brands have found a creative outlet to drive sales and make real connections with new audiences. TikTok just unveiled an expanded partnership with Shopify and is testing TikTok shopping, 
among a select group of Shopify merchants. So TikTok shopping will bring new features that help Shopify merchants create engaging content that sends consumers directly to their online store for checkout, making it easy for people to explore, explore, excuse me, and buy the products they discover on TikTok. So isn't that interesting? And talk about ways of, you know, these e-commerce companies being able to be more relevant is through these partnerships with different platforms. It, it's true. I mean, a Amazon is, is Google is the ultimate relevance machine, right? Mm -hmm. We know that. And Amazon is a close second, right? Because people who bought this also bought this. People who bought this also bought that, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's their algorithms are all about that. And sometimes it's amazing what they suggest. I, I was giving a gift to a client once. He helped me with something, and uh, I heard he liked Abraham Lincoln. So I was giving him a, a, a bust, a statue of Abraham Lincoln. Pretty cool. But I also heard uh, from a friend that he liked socks. He was a member of the Sock of the Month Club. And lo and behold, when I'm buying this bust, Amazon is recommending socks that have Lincoln's silhouette on it. I mean, you know, how do they know these things? <laughs> right. right. It's pretty, pretty crazy. By the way, we're back on LinkedIn video now, just so you okay. know, everybody can see and hear us. So again, Jennifer, thanks so much for letting us know, keeping us updated on the glitch. And uh, Marcelo, again, thank you so much for your question earlier. It is crazy, by the way, Bill, the amount of... Woo, the amount of uh, importance, the amount of just the amount that information, like the amount of can't think that, how important information is the the weight that is put now on information mm. as a trade, as a mm. as a currency. I think so mm. many businesses now businesses now use information really as their sure. their currency. Sure. It's pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's true. And you know what? We know through that information, right? Or through information, we know that platforms like TikTok, um, even Instagram, all these different platforms, social media platforms are now pairing, Twitter's even doing it with e-commerce platforms because of all the information out there on all the shopping that we're doing and all the purchases we're doing and how in the past people would have to leave Twitter, leave TikTok to go make right. the purchase. Right. Now these platforms are like, no, let's keep everybody in our platform from the beginning till the end of a purchase because yep. then they also now have access to more information on us. It's pretty right. incredible. It's right. kind of scary. <laughs> it is scary and it's all about relevance. It's, it's all about being relevant. That's <laughs> right. Well, again, I want to thank you so, so much, Bill, for joining us, for sharing your time, for sharing your insights. Again, you guys, please connect with Bill Cates on LinkedIn. It's B-I-L-L-C-A-T-E-S. And check out his book, Radical Relevance. And again, because we're back up on video, I want to quickly share those banners with you quickly. Radicalrelevancebook.com is going to be where you can find more information on that. Also check out www.referralcoach.com. And then the last website we shared is www.exponentialgrowthguide.com. Bill, it's been a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to have you on the show today. I want to thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you. You guys, Bill was an incredible guest. I feel really lucky that he was able to take time out of his busy schedule to share with us how we can not only learn how to better use introductions and referrals in our strategic marketing plan, but how just that one tool alone can help us be more relevant, especially in the world of digital marketing, 
But I do want to encourage you to pick up his book, Radical Relevance, because not only does he break down you know, the referral and introduction part of all of this, but he's got so many, I think it's 17 different um, rules of relevance. And he even walks you through different things to do in the email world, right? The email part of your digital marketing, even your websites. He shares some of what he considers to be um, the must-haves of, of being relevant on your website. So pick up his book, RadicalRelevance.com. And, you know, I just want to thank you all again so much for helping our company engage, become more relevant in the digital marketing niche. Tuning in every week, joining us, dropping us questions live for our interactive shows has really helped our company become more relevant. And I think you can learn that creating content just like we do weekly, just like Bill is about to do with his podcast dropping in September, Top Advisor podcast. Creating content and being where your customers are and providing them engaging, insightful information is a great way, and I, I know Bill agrees, to become relevant in your niche and in your marketing space, in your product space, in your business space. So continue to become relevant in your world, and Bill's book, Radical Relevance, is a great way to, um, to start learning more about that if you're curious and you're not sure how. You guys, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I know we had a little bit of a technical difficulty, but hey, if you're catching us right now on the replay, awesome. If you're watching us on the webinar replay, you can drop more questions and comments in the comment section. We will get those and we will email them to Bill. So if you have any more questions for Bill, and again, if you want to connect with him on LinkedIn, you can do that. It's Bill Cates, not to be confused with Bill Gates. And just because I know Bill's still listening, Bill's way cuter in person than Bill Gates ever was. So Bill, you've got Bill Gates beat on that regard. You guys, my pleasure to join you and host the show today. Hope to see you all very soon. And tomorrow we will be here uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern. I think it's 2 p.m. Eastern with Rick Sasari. And he'll be sharing how to use Amazon, speaking of Amazon, which is the world's largest and most perilous e-commerce marketplace to dramatically increase sales. He's a huge pioneer in direct-to-consumer marketing. Um, he's behind so many top brands that you've seen advertised as seen on TV. And he will be our guest for tomorrow's show, Thursday, September 2nd. So we'll see you back here on LinkedIn Live. And thank you again so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to be your host today. Have a great day, everybody.